When you see a magician, they have practiced that thing thousands of times, right? Yeah. When you see Tiger Woods hit a certain golf shot or um, a musician do a guitar solo that's blowing your mind, they that's not magic. It feels like magic in the moment because to you and me, I can't comprehend what's I'm seeing, what's going on. Right. But it's actually not magic. It is through repetition. And at our company, I want everybody to understand that what we have created here is not magic. It feels like magic at times. And mm -hmm. when people come in fresh off the street and new hires, they think it's magic, but it's actually created from all the hard work we've done and we continue to do. Yeah. And so I wanted to reinstill that and have the focus here be fundamental excellence. Welcome to the Culture Gooder Podcast with Stephen Leese and Sean Tinney. This podcast is a behind the shades look at creating and changing culture inside of Gooder Sunglasses. You can live with the status quo, you can challenge the status quo, or you can do what we do at Gooder and status the quo challenge. Hey, what's up, Steven? What up? Well, uh, I my spirits are because yesterday you gave a really awesome talk and I want us to talk about it today in the podcast. Sound good? Let's, let's do it. Okay, so I'm just going to lob something your way. Magic doesn't just happen. It's created through fundamental excellence. Fundamental excellence. Okay. Uh, what does that mean? Where does this come from? Yeah, the origin of this was in January did a talk to the company, a really short version every year in Q1. Now it's T1 because we're in trimesters. Yep. <laughs> but we give a three-year plan. Like, hey, here's what we're focusing on this year, next year, and the year after. And we've done that since 2020. And really this year, the decision was to focus on the fundamentals. Okay. Because we have such a wild, irreverent company. And there's all this amazing stuff that's, that goes on. But at our core, as we get bigger and bigger and bigger, you realize that half the company wasn't here a year and a half ago. Yeah. And, yeah. And so like, let's, let's reset on the things that really matter to us. And when I went to do the, deliver that talk, I thought of a story about two years ago, 2021, I was at uh, my friend Allie and Britt's wedding. You were there too. Yeah. And there was a sleight of hand magician walking around doing these tricks table side. Mm -hmm. And I'm a child. So I fucking love magic. <laughs> Same. <laughs> he did this car trick that blew my mind. And I won't describe it because describing a car, describing magic is brutal. Yeah. But he asked, do you want to know how I did that? I said, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And he proceeds to tell me, show me how he did it, where he he taught himself like dexterity in his hands and he could like, um, how he could like pull a, uh, a card with his pinky out and put it in the deck in the right place. And it was incredible how hard that was. And I asked him, how many times did it take you to learn how to do that? And he said, I, don't, I can't even imagine. I go, oh, like, like 500, 1,000? Yeah. He said, no, no, more like 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when it hit me, this line of magic doesn't just happen, it's created through fundamental excellence. Mm -hmm. Because when you see a magician, they have practiced that thing thousands of times, right? Yeah. When you see Tiger Woods hit a certain golf shot or – um, a musician do a guitar solo that's blowing your mind. They, that's not magic. It feels like magic in the moment because to you and me, I can't comprehend what's I'm seeing, what's going on. Right. But it's actually not magic. It is through repetition. And at our company, I want everybody to understand that what we have created here is not magic. It feels like magic at times. And mm -hmm. when people come in fresh off the street and new hires, they think it's magic, but it's actually created from all the hard work we've done and we continue to do. Yeah. And so I wanted to reinstill that and have the focus here be fundamental excellence. 
I love it. So you mapped out this whole kind of timeline of like what our different focuses have been over time. Can you just briefly touch on some of those? Yeah, back in 2019, we I saw a Brene Brown talk at an Inc. Magazine conference and she would just release Dare to Lead, yeah. which we've talked about a bunch. And her talk was amazing. I read the book immediately. We got gifted one there. Then I proceeded to read it a second time the next week. Mm-hmm. And then as a leadership team, we got together in December of that year, did an offsite, took all the lessons from Dare to Lead, and we created our two core values, fun and authenticity. Yeah. And then February of 2020, Nicole, our head of people, set up an offsite with some of our leaders on this book called The Advantage. And The Advantage is a really cool book, but it's talking, of, the whole premise is, the advantage of really successful companies is understanding what you do mm-hmm. and communicating it clearly to your team consistently. Yeah. And so we took all that work and from there we're like why we exist, um, you know, what are our what what's our what are what's our focus, what's our strategic advantage? And the one thing this book calls out is every year you can have max two things that you're focusing on mm-hmm. as a company. Other than that, the team cannot you can't handle it. And, and when I say focusing on, like, what are problems you're trying to solve? Right. And in that offsite happened in February of 2020. Then in April of 2020 at a virtual Gooderstock, rolled out this whole why we exist. And in 2020, we the two things that we thought we needed more of was clarity. We wanted everybody to understand what's going on at Gooder, our why, our purpose, roles, and then space. You know, creating just like more... At that time, it was like more mental space. right? And so um, over the next that year, we had multiple projects geared at giving us clarity and space. And in 2021 at Gooderstock, uh, I think that was 14 at the time, we were like, hey, clarity is a practice. Clarity is now a practice. Mm-hmm. It is off the list. And so now we're focused on vision and space. We didn't feel like space was there. Yeah. And then we did a bunch of initiatives and projects over the next year to give us vision and and really, you know, for us, vision is planning for the future with imagination and wisdom. Mm-hmm. So really looking to the future. And it was incredible that at that time, uh, it, then in 2022, the problem was scale. We we were having troubles scaling and there's all these fun, um, th- there's these fun things here where we we talk about going to the moon. And so create an acronym, NASA. It doesn't matter to our listeners. But <laughs> over the course of 2020, we, we focused on um, solving the problem of scale and bringing that to top of mind. And so as we come into this year, we did that. And now it's fundamentals and, and coming back to the fundamentals. And so every year since 2020, we have chosen a big problem. Mm-hmm. We actually solve space in, in between them um, because of work, a lot of hard work. But we choose a big problem. As a company, we set intention and then we work to solve it. And it's wild when you get a company of, you know, 50, then 70, then 80 folks on the same thing. You can move mountains in 12 months if you have a singular focus. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I've noticed as we've approached projects in this way is that we'll tend to, we pick a focus, right? And then we kind of build scaffolding around it. And we're like, okay, so this supports this thing. And then we realize, oh, that's that's the scaffolding. That's not actually the building. We can take that away now that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. we have this thing, right? So I, I feel like that's happened multiple times where we'll get a new project, we we get the focus in place, and then we realize like, oh, actually the core of that is this, and that's what's going to stick around. 
Um, we've just did that with uh, the pillars of our values. Yeah. Uh, and can you just talk about that for a minute and then we'll get to how we landed with fundamental excellence? Yeah. So you may talk about the uh, like, like, like how we pull stuff away. Yes. We have fun and authenticity. Right. Yeah. And then we were like, OK, and now each of these has four pillars. Got it's, it. You know, growth, connection, professionalism, all these things. Check. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think one thing that I'm for sure guilty of at times, one is overcomplicating things and but when we, last year we embarked on this whole, had a hypothesis. Hey, our, our values are fun and authenticity, and we have hundreds or maybe thousands of supporting slippery behaviors yeah. that represent fun and authenticity, right? We're very exact about what we mean. And that is hypothesis of, oh, and you and I working this together. Hey, when I would do these talks, I kind of started bucking them in these four pillars, remarkableness, communication, and I'm like, well, if we could do four pillars for each fun and authenticity, then it would be easier for people to remember. Mm -hmm. And I finished writing the first draft of the book on Gooder's Culture. And as I was going back through it, I realized that this was, I'm not sure if it did simplify it, or I, actually, I know it didn't. It, it actually made it more confusing. And it was really good to hone our focus, to, to actually gather what's important to us as a company. Yeah. But in, in looking back, it was like, oh, no, no, our values are fun and authenticity. Those extra pillars actually created more confusion. So pulled them away. And what I realized in, in and I realized this all over the past couple of months, as we set our focus for fundamental excellence, I'm like, well, actually, the fundamentals of Gooder are communication, vision, and professionalism. Mm -hmm. And those are those were pillars. And I realized like, like those are the 20% of the behaviors that go with those. Those are the 20% of behaviors that get 80% of the results. And yeah. so when I look at fundamentals, I'm like, those are the three fundamentals. We don't need pillars. Pillars are gone. They're they're too confusing. They got us to a certain place, and that's good. Uh, but part of fundamental excellence is how do we strip things down to the simplest form moving forward? Yeah, right. And when you first rolled out uh, the fundamental excellence idea, you were talking about like the triple threat, right? Uh, what was it? Is it like actor, dancer, singer, dancer, singer, right? Yeah. Like that. And then same thing with like an athlete that has can do certain things well. Um, and then you were looking at your list and you're like, well, I got five fundamentals here because yeah. one, the first one was like challenging the status quo yeah. and then uh, simplicity, right? Yeah. So how did you, when you were looking at that, what occurred to you? Oh yeah. I mean, when I did the, initially all the, all the leaders of the company in January, one of our, our first staff meeting back, we shared visions for, uh, I shared the vision for the brand and everybody did for their teams. And at that time, I had, yeah, kind of like, I, I talked about the triple threat and also in baseball, there's like a five tool player. Mm -hmm. It's like, like a speed, a glove hits for power. I, I don't remember, but yep. And as I, as, as, as I was looking at it, I'm like, all right, so here's what I think they are. And they were all these clever names. And the last one was simplicity and simplicity was on there because partly a personal reminder to myself of like, hey, we like make it simple yet significant. Mm -hmm. And so shared a 10 minute version, like, hey, I will, in March, I'm gonna like blow this out and do a full on hour long talk. And as I started working on the talk over the past month, I was looking at that. And if you looked at the slide and there was simplicity and I'm like, there's nothing simple about <laughs> what's going on here. And that was yeah. also part of the taking the pillars away. And when I pulled it back and wanted to make things 
the fundamentals, it became very, very clear. Five's a lot. Three is way easier. Mm -hmm. We don't need these clever names. Like, let's get down to the root of what's important at Gooder. And it was just hilarious. I mean, I called myself out in the presentation. Like, there is nothing simple about what's going on here. <laughs> right. and, but you, you got to start somewhere. And then yeah. and we ended in an amazing place. Exactly. I, I love how you have simplicity staring you in the face at the end of the list, right? <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, we've got two values, eight pillars, five fundamentals, <laughs> simplicity. Wait a minute. Yeah. I think we might have missed something there. And then after all that, you're like, hey, listen, we have two values. Mm -hmm. And then we have supportive and slippery behaviors that support those values. Yeah. And then we have three fundamentals and their vision, communication, professionalism, whatever order you want to put them. We have three trimesters that aligns perfectly so we can focus on those things over time. It just feels like, oh yeah, right? We figured out what was scaffolding and and what was the statue. Yeah, for sure. And I think as you get in there and start roll as I got in there start rolling up my sleeves on any talk, I think it's really important to put yourself um like, you know, the 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 user journey. And mm -hmm. so like, all right, good or there's 130 people. All right, what's going on? There's a lot of things. And like you said, we have three trimesters. All right, well, how can I focus this company? Because one of the hardest things is it be keeping this many people moving in the yeah. same direction at the same time. Absolutely. And as I start stepping through it, I start seeing issues. And I really, like, for whatever reason, I can sit down and I can somewhat mimic what it might be like for somebody who's been a gutter for a few months and, and be like, well, this is all confusing. And so mm -hmm. part of the exercise of, you know, you build the scaffolding up, you paint, and then you, then you, then you take it back down. And the reason I think a lot of people don't do it is because it's a lot of fucking work. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's much easier to defend, oh, well, we've always done things this way. Right. Yeah. Or, or not to like, you know, we put a lot of work in getting a certain distance with that. And then we're like, ah, oh, scrap it. But that is part of agility, which yeah. is in, in the like NASA acronym, right? So we have insights. We're looking at this. It seems too confusing. Is this agile? No. Does it scale? Not really. How can we hold ourselves accountable? We can change it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and um, one of the things that was a big help is uh, in the, the podcast with Daniel Pink, he mm -hmm. talks about, he said something to the effect of, you know, Steven, I think leaders um, of companies need to view themselves as scientists. They mm -hmm. need to test hypothesis, see what it works. You know, like if it works, great. If it doesn't, all right, do a new hypothesis. Yeah. And in what was amazing is uh, Hannah reminded me actually of that quote, pulled it and sent it to me. And so as I was working on this talk, it actually freed me to be like, yes, that's right. This is a hypothesis. It worked until it didn't or it didn't work. And if you start viewing yourself that way, and what you do and, and then when something doesn't work, you're not attached to it. Like, like this was just, this is a failed experiment. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. And that speaks to uh, another key part of your talk, which is about celebrating the work over the results. Yeah. Right. If you're identified with the results and it doesn't work, then you feel like a failure and you're, you're likely to get stuck in some way. But if you're just like, look, I just enjoy doing this work and that didn't work, but I can still do it. Totally different scenario. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, Yes, it, that is exactly the point, right? If you celebrate the work over the results, it, it, who does it matter if you fail and you have to do more work? Like the yeah. work is the is the point, right? And, and 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 I think that's that is the key to anybody, not just a gooder in life. Like loving your job, like loving the work, not the results, is what matters. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, everything else can take care of itself. Yeah, right. It's all on its own path. And you had a I can track it down here for us. But you had a really nice list of like 
the why behind, like, why are we pursuing all this? Um, just put that in front of you and see what stands out to you. Yeah. Well, when, when doing this, when I started working on this, there's this thing that, that I want this big, you know, shiny crescendo, like in three years, (laughs) you know, we're going to be doing this and that gets exhausting. Also, it's really misleading. And, And when I pulled back and realized like, well, at the end of the day, Fundamental excellence and getting really good at these things are important because it allows us to do more of the stuff that actually matters here at Gooder. Yeah. Right. So, so if you you know celebrating the work of the results is important, but then you get to celebrate each other, you get to help each other, you get to create connection to these events. We have uh, an amazing segment with Maya, ready to DEI. We have Climate Corner. You know, we're climate neutral. We give people like life skills, and we donate and. And we create leaders and and all these things. Like this is why we're here. Yeah. We don't need this thing in three years. You know, we're gonna be the biggest sunglass company in the world. Like that's actually quite irrelevant to me. Yeah. Doing more of the stuff that we love, like that's what I care about. And so if you if you have daily things, daily, weekly, monthly that it, you love and everybody loves, you don't need to chase this like Super Bowl title. Right. You just need to clear the space to do more of those things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love that so much because it connects us to our humanity and our values in a way that allows us to say, well, my work is this and my job is that. And these two things align really nicely right yeah. here because I'm not trying to just like hit some arbitrary number three years out from now or something like that. I'm a part of something that we're all doing and I'm participating in a way that's authentic to me. Yeah, it's the, the one of the stories I told is, uh, a friend of mine training for a marathon a few years ago was miserable two months in. <laughs> and I asked her, she, she called me, she's like, Stephen, I don't understand why you like running so much. I, 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 like, I hate this. And I said, well, why did you, why did you want to train for LA marathon? And she said, well, I thought it'd be a good way to lose weight. And I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my, there's so much better ways to lose weight. Like, I was like, miserable is, or running is actually kind of miserable. Right. Yeah, you need to love, <laughs> you need to love the misery, right? Like, I love running. I love that. It, it is not about anything else. And, and, you know, she was making it about some result of losing weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and you can take that analogy in anything, you know, are you learning to play the guitar so you can be a rock star? Or are you learning to play the guitar? Cause like you love the creation and the process. Right. And that is why it is so important with whatever you do to like really fall in love with the process, mm-hmm. because that's really what you what we're all here about. Yeah, totally. And the more you pay attention to something, the more you invest your intention in it, the more there is to find in that place. I um, can't remember who said it, maybe like George Washington Carver. Someone said, if you if you sit with something long enough, it will reveal its secrets to you, right? Like if oh, you're yeah. really de- dedicated to the work, you'll find things that you never could have unless you put in the hours that that it takes to reach mastery at a certain point. Oh, I, I, could, I could not agree more. I, yesterday after... After the the whole session, the, all the talk after I did talk and and uh, a bunch of a bunch of other people talked. What was amazing is after mine, I got to sit there and listen to I don't know, maybe fifteen other people do mm-hmm. five ten minute talks of where we're at in the company, and like, I was just sitting there kind of like starry eyed of oh, recognizing. So in that moment, what I was what was revealing itself to me is like, hey, Stephen, all of this hard work and you being a hard ass sometimes <laughs> I'm what about I was watching was everybody did an amazing job Yeah, yesterday. It was, it was quite breathtaking. Mm-hmm. And, 
And so what revealed revealed itself to me is like, like, oh, well, this is why you do it. Yeah. Even when it's hard, even when you need to challenge somebody like this, because like, this is incredible. Yeah. And even like later that day, I was in a working session with Kelly and we have a really hard problem we were working on and we did not solve it in two hours. And at one point I stopped. I'm like, Kelly, I'm like, I fucking love this shit. Mm -hmm. I was like, I love this. I was like, (laughs) we don't even, we can't even solve this problem. I should be exhausted right now. Like I am absolutely energized. And so, yeah, like, like, like I agree with that quote. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be grandiose. It can be something as simple as washing dishes. Like, like, why do you like that? Well, like, I like it because in the matter of minutes, I can start and complete a project. Mm-hmm. That's why I like dishes. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you can keep your attention on it. The water's warm. Feels yeah. good. It's like, oh yeah. Very pr- yeah anything can call. be enjoyable if you're paying attention in a certain way. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Right on. Well, uh, I think there's there's a lot here. I just grabbed this slide that's uh, the gooder ethos. I thought this really landed nicely because you took all these things, all this different work over all the years that you, yeah. you spoke about, and it, and it like boils down really nicely to a few core things. So can you just talk us through kind of where we landed here as a, at a really high level? Yeah, I mean, this is a... What's funny is I started working on this a while ago, and I've been meaning to send you and Nicole loom about it. And mm. as, and, and, and I'm like, let's not cry it right. And then as I was doing this talk, I'm like, oh, I need to finish this because this has a place in what I'm talking about. Yeah. But we, at the beginning of every staff meeting, we have these three slides that talk about like, um, I mean, I, I can, I can simply, I, I can read them at a high level, but it's anybody who's hosting a staff meeting would, would read these slides. Uh, at Gooder, we exist to give you the permission to be unabashedly yourself unless you're an asshole. We are focused on fundamental excellence. We behave with fun and authenticity. We have a mantra for each of those. And we will succeed by challenging the status quo. Um, our, th- our three strategic anchors are product, marketing, and people. And simply, we create and sell $25 active sunglasses for anyone. Mm-hmm. So anybody who works here knows this. It's, you have to repeat it constantly. But when you unpack that, you know there's our mission of why we're here. There's our focus. Like the one thing that we're focused on is a company. Yep. Then there's our two values, fun and authenticity. Um, all the behaviors, and we have hundreds, if not thousands, of exact behaviors of what it means to live into gooder. So, an example would be a supporting behavior. We are a company run um, very much on like f- hard work is fun. Um, uh, supporting behavior is you start every meeting at gooder on time. Slippery is one minute late. Mm-hmm. A supporting behavior is you uh, end every meeting on time, slippery as you end meetings late. Mm-hmm. Those are so specific. There's no mincing of what that is. So it, that's not on there, but I just want to call that out as like for fun and authenticity, those aren't just bullshit words. Right. Um, and then we will succeed. This is our competitive advantage. Like it's product, marketing, and culture. That's why we're better than all of the competition. And simply put, we do sell uh, $25 active sunglasses for anyone. Mm-hmm. So in this one page, just every, like, like, if you know nothing else, if you just know these things about Gooder, you're good. Like, yeah. like, and at the very top is like, our long-term remarkable vision is that everyone at Gooder celebrates the work over the results. And uh, I I think that, cap, like, like pulling this together in this way and sharing it in a one snapshot really grounded everybody in why we're here. Yeah, absolutely. And Clear is kind, right? And this brings a ton of clarity. One of the things I love, Stephen, is that the thing we are up to is the very last line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's like, oh, yeah, uh, by the way, we create and sell uh, eyewear. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, but it is. And what's 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 funny about, I don't actually, the advantage offsite was so many years, was in 2020, so I don't remember. But 
they had things bucketed in different way. We took that their amazing concept and we made it ours. Mm-hmm. And so if you go do an offsite based on the advantage, it's going to be worded differently. And and I would say anybody, um, you take that work like anybody's work, whether it's a book by Daniel Pink or Brene Brown, uh, and you're like this this concept is grounded. Okay, I believe in the concept, and now I'm going to make it work for me and my team yeah. or our, our company. And but in there, there it is really important that we do understand that we make sunglasses. And there's two hilarious reasons I think to understand that. One, we joke all the time. It's like, hey, we just we just make sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like we actually are not killing, curing cancer. And so like when we find ourselves taking uh, stuff too seriously, and I do, it's like we just, we just, uh, we just make and sell sunglasses. Yep. Also, we do need to make and sell sunglasses to pay for all this stuff. <laughs> right. And so kind of the, there's, there's like, just so understanding, like, like we, we all know we, we, we got to do this. Right. Yeah. And, but it is a really important point. It's small. And yeah, it is the last thing at the end of the day. Um, it is what gives us the fuel to do everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these other things are the, the outline for the way we approach the work and the, the way that we invest and doing things really well, like just sticking to the fundamentals, showing up prepared to meetings, having a clear vision for the next three, two, one years, yeah. you know, all, all of these things, just being willing to communicate with each other and say what's on our mind. And, you know, that it all takes courage and effort and attention. And I just really appreciate that you put all that in one place and communicate it regularly in a way that everyone can hear and understand. Oh, I appreciate that. And like, and although... I put the polish on it, right? It takes a village for all this to work. Yeah. And, and that is a very important thing of, um, you know, my name is on the marquee, um, but I, like, I didn't build the building alone. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, 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 I, that did not happen. Uh, there's a lot of other people here doing a lot of other work. And um, I have a gift for storytelling. I have a, um, I shouldn't say, I have worked my ass off. It was not, it is not <laughs> magic. Developed it is not magic that I'm good at storytelling. It is actually not magic that I'm really good at simplifying messages. Um, um, it was created through fundamental excellence, Sean. Uh-huh, I, I see. <laughs> like in my talk, I actually share, there's a photograph of me from our first gooder stock. Mm-hmm. I believe that was 2017. You know, we've done 20 plus since and on the screen is a is our old deck template, our old deck template, and it says version one gooder culture codes. Yeah, and so even back then, so the amount of time that I've put into getting it here has been wild. I, I, I bet if you flip through that deck, it was quite a mess compared to what you saw <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But what I loved about that, Stephen, was I could see the seed of this fully grown jungle right there. Right, it was all there. Yeah, uh, it's just scaled up now through. Tons of celebrating the work over the results, right? Putting in the work over and over and over and really getting it to this point where now it is clarified and it is boiled down, but it was still there at the beginning. Yeah. It's just now it's gone through so much refinement that it is really, really clear and simple. Yeah, it is. And, and I want to keep it clear and simple. And also we can change anything we want to serve the company however we want. Yeah. Um, but I mean, my goal here is that we actually... Um, you know, instead of getting bigger, faster, stronger, we get leaner, smarter, stronger. Yeah. And because th- that is, that's really like where, where the, 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 um, fun starts to occur where, where you are more interested in like, um, uh, like agility than brute force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay. Well, so obviously for anyone who wants to try and follow a similar path, they're going to have to walk it, right? 
Yeah, they, they can start with that version one, and they're going to have to go through all the things it takes to get to version whatever this is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but just any advice, like maybe that you would even give yourself in that Gooderstock one version of you. Well, I'm a big believer, and I would never go back and talk to my previous self ever for any yeah, reason. Fuck up the timelines. Yeah, well, <laughs> because I love who I am, and I have I've made countless mistakes in my life. And countless mistakes at Gooder, but I needed to make all those mistakes to figure out where I am. So I would never touch my tell my, my touch tell my past self anything. But anybody's in this in this world, I would say a couple of things. One, do view what you're doing as a scientist. Like, mm-hmm. what is your hypothesis? Um, and understand what you're doing. Like, like I just have a a deep burning um, belief of loving what I do every day, yeah. right? I haven't felt like I've gone to work in years. And so when I, when I, once I caught that, I understood that it was, all right, why is that? How do I create more of it? And so understand like, like what, what's going on. So that's number one, uh, or treat, under, understand why you're doing this. Right. Number one, number two, uh, and hopefully, Hopefully it's for other people. Hopefully it's for um, the benefit of other people, not yourself. Because uh-huh. for the benefit of yourself, like there's other ways you can make money. For sure. Uh, the, um, so under, so under why you're doing this, view yourself as a scientist and then start using source material. What I mean by that is there's a lot of really smart people out there, right? Yeah. You know, we, Daniel Pink's uh, on the podcast. We're going to have Liz Wiseman on the podcast, Kim Scott, yeah. um, you know, people like Brene Brown. There's TED Talk. There's so many smart people who've, you spent lifetimes or, you know, years writing books with content. So like be a sponge and then find something that, that stuff that speaks to you, use, start there. You don't like, this is not created from scratch, right? Mm-hmm. Like it has been, um, it has been molded to work for us. So yeah, start and, 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 and start putting things in. And the hard thing, the, the nuance is understanding how long to experience something before you pull the cord? Mm, because yeah. it is difficult at first always, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot expect change overnight. And I think that's the really difficult thing. So understand like, okay, I'm gonna try this thing and and people are gonna squirm, right? Mm-hmm. People are gonna fight, they're gonna thrash and understand it and, and have, a, have a, a an actual viewpoint on, so for us, we do, we tend to, one year is like kind of the, the, the model, just it's simple. And we, we look at it that way. So that is the hardest part is, is so, so to recap, mm-hmm. understand why, uh, what is it in service of view it as a scientist, be a sponge and use other people's work to work for you. And then understand the, the 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 hard part is understanding when to pull a pug and when to push through, and that is something you have to learn on your own. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't have I a mean, good answer for. Uh, yeah, I was curious, like, if there's any insights into that process you've discovered personally, or if it's just kind of like, eh, I feel like we've tried enough times, and yeah, I think that you know the the bigger you get, the harder it is to roll something out. Um, I think. One thing that I've always done is once I, especially as we get bigger, once I grab onto something, I have other leaders of the company validate it. Like, hey, have you read this? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts there? Mm-hmm. So I think really getting outside viewpoints. Yeah, I, I don't have a good answer for that, unfortunately. I, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, 
testing and evolving, but you have to you have to be a little rigid at the beginning, actually, yeah. right? Like, like, like yeah. you've experienced this. Like, you, I For don't know. Sure. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, what, what I was going to say is you do a great job of setting a light tone, but a serious tone. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're going to try this. This might not work, but here's what I want to do. And then recruit buy-in from everyone. Get, you know, what are the concerns? Okay, we can probably work through that, right? So you do that kind of like back and forth, but it's all from the context of, hey, we're going to see what happens here. Yeah. And we're going to do our best. For sure, we're not going to just come in like a bunch of, losers and yeah, just yeah, yeah. give up immediately but that allows it to be okay from the beginning to to change course along the way or like like even it, during your talk you were like renaming a meeting yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple times you're like yeah nope that's not it i think it's this right yeah, yeah so like just setting the tone in that way allows everyone to participate and also uh, be flexible yeah i mean simon sinek's book the infinite game talks about right uh, there's a uh, you know um the 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 concept of like life is an infinite game right there's no win and and in well let's use a sports analogy so in football there is the there is a game within a game so there's your like there's your there's your games every week and mm-hmm. then there's a super bowl so every year you 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 kind of have success but then you do it again the next year and as a franchise there you can you kind of know each year how you've done but it it is infinite and then you even pull it out even further and you look at somebody like Tom Brady who played for so long I actually think that he recognized he loved the game so much he would do like that's why he took such good care of himself he would do anything he can to play this game as long as he can Mm -hmm. and when you kind of boil it down to that like playing in a sandbox running with you know doing stuff with your friends there is no winning like like the goal of an infinite game is not to win it's to play as long as possible right and if you have that mindset, which we have here, and is if the goal is just to do, you know, to play, then then play. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. So I, I think that that's another, that's another, and it, it is, it's another version of celebrating the work over the results, but it is, it is very, very real that, that you, you know, you contextually uh, view it from a, there is no end goal here. Yeah, right. And to me, that speaks to enjoying your work, which is fun, right? Yeah. And expressing, bringing myself, whatever it is that I have to offer to my work, which is authenticity. And it's really cool to work at a place that values both of those things and what's unique about each individual person that's here and their contribution. For sure. I thank you. And and sometimes it's also not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, that, that, right? that, that, that's that okay also, too. That's also okay too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. My goal is just to be like, authentic like i don't really need to be like mm-hmm. uh and and it's okay if you don't want to like have a work culture this way this <laughs> just isn't the place for you yeah right yeah. <laughs> yep cool well so uh before we jump anything you want to circle back to what was your favorite part of the talk Ooh, uh well i loved the simplicity of boiling it down to the fundamentals and then just bringing them home over and over and over every story you told was like fundamental excellence right? yeah right i mean yeah i uh, how many stories do you think I told about? The, I told, I don't know, we could count them, uh, maybe 10 to 12 stories that the punchline, the story is this amazing thing um, that was magical. Yeah, magic doesn't happen. It's created through fundamental, magic doesn't happen. It's created through fundamental excellence. Yep. Uh, and that is like, I don't know, the, telling those stories is 
was was actually maybe one of the funnest parts. Yeah, definitely. Plus, you wrapped it up with uh, magically waving away all the mistakes along the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I did this thing in there where I'm like, hey, I'm going to make a bunch of my mistakes disappear. And mm-hmm. so just things that like pillars and other stuff, like we went from quarters to trimesters this year as a company. There, when we we have such a while, like I'm sure the listeners sometimes are like, what the fuck are you all talking about? Because we have so many weird um, terms. But some of them serve us, some of them don't. So I, I just like, I'm like, I'm like I jerked the plug out of the wall. But <laughs> these, make no mistake about it, these, all those things were 100% my fault. Like nobody else's. And uh, when you, it's a lot easier to uh, wipe up, clean up your uh, mess when you just admit that it's your mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, hey, you invited us all over to here to play, play all these games. It's okay to change the rules. You just got to be like, yo, I'm changing them right now. Yeah. This is what's happening. Yeah, we cool. All right, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's cool, do great. this. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Steven. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, be excellent to each other. Shazam. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Culture Gooder podcast. To submit questions for the podcast, learn more about our culture, and learn how you can status the quote challenge, head over to gooder.com slash culture. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you're listening, including on YouTube, where you can now watch all of our new episodes. Who knows? You might even catch a glimpse of Carl at our headquarters if he's not already passed out at the tiki bar from all the margaritas. 